Crushing big kids in full effect, man. Yo, I'ma kick the Willie Bow with him. Check it, show. No question. Hey, yo, what's the 411, hon? What's the 411, I got it going on, Hey, yo, I got it going on. Welcome to the Pickleball 411. I'm Coach Fig, along with... Coach Debbie. And in today's episode, we're going to cover the top spin third shot drop. We have our latest video up. Last week, we talked about a third shot drop, just a basic third shot drop. And this week, we're talking about the top spin third shot drop. Coach Debbie? Yeah, um, we, we just released the video. Video's actually taken off pretty well. I think people are interested in this subject. Um, I think that probably the most popular drop, uh, third shot drop is the top spin. Because it makes sense, it's it's much easier to execute than uh, a lot of the other uh, ways that you will go about it. Um, but the top spin uh, drop, what it does for you is it does get you clearance over the net and dropping down into your opponent's you know feet area, um, causing them to reach and hopefully pop up, neutralizing the point where you can start moving forward, getting in there and start to get into a uh, non volley zone rally. Yes, I personally like the the dipper, the push drive drop. We'll talk about that next week. But <clears throat> yes, uh, the advantage of a topspin drop is that the ball's descending, so it's dropping quickly and onto your uh, opponent's feet. So if you hit a really good topspin, um, you're going to get a lot of pop-ups, especially if they're close to the net. Uh, they're going to be reaching in, and they're going to be popping up the ball. Yeah, you know, one of the things that topspin does is that once it, it you know it drops, it descends, it hits. The spin is a, a forward spin, and it will now push out away from the bounce. Whereas a slice will sometimes kind of hang hang there. It's low, but it'll hang. Whereas a topspin will push back into your opponent. So they have to kind of make sure their spacing is good to handle it. So it's a little bit more challenging, I think, for opponents to maybe deal with it and neutralize it or try to come up with a better shot. So, um, the, and also, I think we have to look at how do you execute a third shot drop? Obviously, it's off of the service return, correct? And you must let the ball bounce. So you're going to have to be playing back. One of the things I'd say, too, to execute a great topspin third shot drop is not to hug the baseline. So if you are the server or, you know, or, or the partner, you need to give some spacing off that baseline so you can allow the ball to come in and you can have that extra room to work to, to generate that top spin you know some people call it the windshield wipe you know some low to high brush whichever way works for you but you need some room yes now if you could uh watch until about the three minute 50 second mark you will see the demonstration of how the ball drops into the kitchen so uh i'm explaining how to hit it and the scenarios of when to hit it but if you could uh watch until about the 350 then you see the demonstration of how it drops and then you could see a visual of, of how effective it really is but there was something that we didn't cover in the youtube video because it would be too long and that was the backhand uh drop uh topspin uh it's not really really used especially when you have a one-hander it's very hard to uh execute so you have more of a slice there would you like to cover as to why it's difficult? Yeah, a uh, couple of couple of things. Uh, a lot of pickleball players like to hang in their uh, forehand grip, 
And if you're trying to generate topspin on the left side or on your non-dominant side, your backhand side, what happens is that forehand grip, if you're going to keep it, it actually closes on top of the ball. Your wrist rolls forward. So it's it's one, you really have to make a grip change. You need to either get in a continental or an eastern backhand grip, which means that the your index knuckle would be on top of the ridge of the paddle handle. And that way you can brush up, make that that windshield wipe on the other side. So if you think about it, you know, your windshield wipe on the forehand side, you need to windshield wipe on the backhand side. The, the grip is what holds a lot of people back. Um, what is one way to be more successful if you do want to develop a backhand topspin uh, drop is to start working with to figuring out how to have a two-handed backhand. There you can get by with keeping your forehand grip with your dominant hand and then just adding the non-dominant. And that non-dominant will, will help you keep the racket face going in, in the right direction, which is more open and brushing that ball. So that would be my suggestion. Pickleball, especially if you're playing doubles, you don't have a lot of territory to cover. You don't have a really reach problem that you have in tennis. So a two-handed backhand is not going to limit you as much in reach. Yes, that is a very good point. So the way you hit topspin, again, reiterating, is the paddle needs to get under the ball. Once you do that, then you have to brush the ball. Now, you want to use your legs to get under the ball don't just use your arm and your wrist also you definitely do not want to use your back so bending at the waist that's a bad habit not only can you get injuries but which is the most important part but then hitting the actual tossman is going to be a lot harder to hit and you will lose accuracy and spin so you don't want to do that yeah, I, I kind of wanted to talk about that as well. I thought, I think our video um, actually accentuates the the need for the knees to the the bend, the you know driving with the legs. One of the things is is that when we bend at the waist, and I you know a lot of us call them butt shots because your yes. butt's sticking out. Um, the problem is, is you're closing your paddle. If you if you actually put your paddle like you're going to make a topspin, and then you bend at the waist, you'll notice that your rack your hand will actually close and the bracket will be facing towards the ground. So part of it is you're going to execute poorly with that. The other thing is, is you're going to eventually get to where your back hurts, right? So um, some of the things that you can do, it doesn't have to be a huge knee bend. No, not at all. It just has to be bend the knees, don't bend, don't bend at the waist, you know? And if you can kind of just get that habit, and then it would be like kind of like starting to sit into a chair and then starting, then as you, you stroke the ball, you're going to just kind of like you would come out of a chair, right? You know, maybe like a desk chair. I'm not the sofa. Sofas are lower, but more of a, you know, just a, a little bit of a lift with it. It doesn't have to be dram dramatic. It doesn't have to be a big knee bend. It just needs to be a knee bend. Yes, exactly. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, the scenarios, one of them is going to be when you do want to hit it, when the ball is high, a high return, uh, you have a lot of time to get under the ball. So you want to hit it there. When it's um, struck uh, kind of short but high, you have time to set up. You want to have perfect spacing in order to hit it. You don't want to be reaching. So once you find that spacing, you're going to start bending the knees and then uh, getting under the ball to brush. 
Yeah, um, I, I was just thinking back. Uh, Tuesday, I played some pickleball at a local community center. And one of the things I noticed was that people were very successful in making contact with the ball. But the problem was is that they weren't able to keep the ball low enough. So people were at the no volley zone. Their opponents were in the no volley zone. And that that ball that they're trying to, you know, like either hit a drop or uh, it was pretty much they're trying to hit a drop, but it kept going more mid shoulder or a little, you know, between the, the waist and the shoulder. And then they would just get slammed out again. But like I said, they made pretty good contact and kept the ball going back and back, but they never would engage in any kind of topspin. Yes. And this is where I would start. I would say if you're not fluid in topspin what you should do is just start in transition you know more closer to the no volley zone start trying to maybe use that topspin just to bring the ball down some it doesn't have to be a drop shot per se but just topspin to where you can start uh not getting bammed on so much you know because your ball it's just is it's just sitting there for people and i think at that 3035 level that's one of the hardest things for them and that's why a lot of times they just bam is because i they're frustrated they're yes. frustrated that they can't keep that ball low enough to stay out of trouble so i would suggest start developing if you're going to do it and if you're not going to practice it and you're going to try to engage it in your play start it in the transition area you know that that's better than that because it's harder on the baseline you got more distance the other uh uh scenario where you don't hit it is when the ball is being struck hard at you if when you're on your back foot it uh, you lose accuracy and you need forward momentum pretty much in order to be able to strike the ball cleaner so when you feel you're off balance on your back foot you definitely do not want to hit a topspin drop you either just want to uh drive it back or just hit a regular third shot drop yeah when you're when you're lacking time especially on the baseline and your weight is going back you almost want to do a block if you if you if you can do nothing other than that if you can sort of get off a drive it's probably better but like i said earlier you if you want to play a third shot draw uh, topspin drop you need to back off that baseline and give yourself timing to where you could step into the ball uh when you do want to hit it if you're if you're hovering like a lot of people will drift over the line you're going to not find you're not going to be successful in this because you're just not going to have enough time to actually execute the topspin yes exactly and as we preach in this podcast if you don't practice this and your practice time is going to play pickup games you want to drop on the person that is coming in that'll at least uh, uh, buy you some time so if you do pop it up a little bit then you're ready for the next shot if you go at the person already established at the non-volley zone and you're practicing and it's high you're going to get killed so you want to go to the person coming in if this is your practice obviously the number one solution is to just practice it until you perfect it yeah i like to add too um i was thinking about this today and one of the things that you can do that's not basically on the court to practice is that you could do with hand weights um you know five ten pounds it doesn't have to be super heavy and just do kind of a deadlift 
with a, and so you're going to kind of bend and then you're going to straighten up with your legs. This is going to help you get used to being in that knee bend position. And also it's going to help to build your legs and your stability in your shot. A lot of times what's happening is it's not necessarily the execution as much as it is it's the lack of foundation. And all of us, a lot of us need to get a little bit more stable. And a lot of this can be accomplished through weight training and through balance. You know, in the kitchen when you're wash, you know, washing dishes or whatever, stand on one leg, balance, then stand on the other. You know, brush your teeth, do that. It's, it's amazing how just a few of these kind of things will help you on the, on the court to start being more stable. And then your shots will, production will rise. Yes, yeah, so again, check out the video on the YouTube Pickleball 411. Um, it, it's a good video, so check it out. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I just, uh, hopefully, you know, we give you some hints and some encouragement. Go out and try this in your game. Go, you know, go go get a friend and practice. And, uh, you know, good luck. I, I think it's a nice add to anyone's game. Okay, with that, we conclude this episode. I'm Coach Fig, along with Coach Debbie. Have a great week. Thank you, and thanks for listening to the Pickleball 411.